Welcome back to Tevating Patiently, the appreciation podcast that highlights, dives deeper, and celebrates the work and accomplishments of our Tony-winning national treasure, Aaron Tevate. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and in the spirit of the holidays and as a way to kind of honor Aaron's nod to Prince James last week at his TCU concert in his cream cable knit sweater, today's episode will highlight the sweet and sassy sides of our beloved Prince of Galwick. Prince James has so much sass in the beginning of one royal holiday and so many lines that have become so quotable. He's like a Sour Patch Kid, but instead of saying first he's sour, then he's sweet, we can say first he's sassy, then he's sweet, and those mo- those sweet moments are just as memorable. I feel like I say this all the time, but One Royal Holiday is such a comfort movie. No matter what time of year it is, I love that there are so many members of the Broadway community who were able to come together to create this movie during the COVID-19 pandemic. I feel like the way that the movie ended, it set the stage perfectly for a sequel, so now just trying to manifest that because the world needs more. Prince James, Anna, Mare Sarah, Christopher, Queen Gabriella, Ed, and Diane. I don't want this to be like a recap of the movie because we know what happens, and if you listen to the podcast, you've probably watched the movie more than once. So just for fun, I thought I'd share my top 10 Prince James sassy lines or scenes, as well as some of my top sweet moments and see if we have any in common. But narrowing these down to 10 has been hard. So in no particular order or favoritism, sassy first. Prince James starts with the sass right away in Donnie's Donuts, and he's trying to be dismissive of the donut tasting like a Galwick and Yule cake, and he tells his mom that Amy, I mean Anna, has never been there, and she of course gives him a hard time, and having no time for her or his mother's banter, he says... (laughs) See? Well, as much as I'd love to chat about geography and regional Christmas desserts, we do need to find a place to stay. And despite his attitude, Anna gives him and his family a ride to Kentsbury, and Prince James can't seem to handle her driving. Do you have to drive so fast? Sorry, I'm going the speed limit. It feels too fast. What's the speed limit in Galwick? Like, negative 10? Oh, sorry, pothole. Seriously? (laughs) It's like you've never been in the front seat of a car. I'm just not used to driving on this side of the road. Mm. Sounds like a control issue. No, it's an I want to get there in one piece issue. Well, lucky for you, I'm a nurse. Okay? You're in good hands. I mean, the look he gives her when she hits the pothole and sends the popcorn flying and his accent on the word issue gets me every time. When they get to Kentsbury, Anna excitedly tells them about her town's traditions, including the pajama ball, and Prince James was not amused. And people attend this ball in pajamas. It's a family event. Everyone's so tired from running around for Christmas, the last thing they want to do is put on ball gowns and high heels. (laughs) The pajama ball is all about relaxing, having fun, 
Oh, that I can understand. It sounds like a lovely tradition. Does it, though? And it makes it even funnier when his mom, the queen, apologizes for his behavior. Okay, so they get to the inn, they get checked in, James has come to terms that there is no bellman to carry the luggage, no room service for his meals, no pillow menu for when they retire for the evening. And while Anna is talking with Sarah and her dad, James comes down to the lobby and thanks them for the hospitality. And Anna isn't fooled. Excuse the intrusion. I forgot to say thank you. We really do appreciate the hospitality. Did your mother tell you to come down here and say that? I'm a grown man. The crown prince of Gorwick. I don't need my mother telling me how to be right. Tell her I said you're welcome. But despite him saying that it was his idea, Anna still tells him to tell his mom, you're welcome. She's not taking any of his sass. The next morning, James comes down fully prepared to head to the airport and get out of Kentsbury, only to be told that flights are canceled due to snow and Anna again tries to brighten the mood by sharing about the town's Christmas parade, only to be met by this. If you're still here at five, you'll be able to see the Christmas parade. How can there be a parade in these conditions? So while that line by itself like isn't super sassy, it's... When it's paired with his tone and his facial expressions, the sass is at 100. And he stays at 100, but softens it to be a little more of a jokester when Anna says that she'd love to know what royal people do all day. And he responds with, Well, I can assure you it's not like a Jane Austen book. We don't sit around lazily drinking tea and reading poetry. Mm, sometimes we do. There's a lot more to it than that. For instance, we have... Elaborate picnics. That almost sounded like an attempt at humor. Tell no one. Now. So they go to the parade. James gets proven right by Anna that he made a poor choice in winter footwear. And they end up in the carriage to catch a ride back to the inn. The carriage conversation is going to be brought up in both the sassy end of the sweet sections because this is where you see him start to soften. Before the sassy, he talks to Anna about his speech and how he allowed his staff to post it online and he read the comments. And Anna told him, you never do that. And he let the sass come out in his response of, well, I know that now. He also says this line and it has been quoted a lot lately, especially with Aaron having just had a concert in Connecticut. Yes, but convincing the people of Gork I care about them is going to be a hard sell if they seem frolicking about in Connecticut. I doubt anyone could ever accuse you of frolicking. Okay, if I'm going to stick with just ten, I have two left. So after the parade and the tree decorating, Anna catches James in the kitchen looking for a snack. Oh, uh, sorry. I'm sorry, this is so rude of me. I've been up trying to write the address. I would have called the room service, but, you know. Yeah, right. I, um, I see you have this whole, uh, Captain Von Trapp thing going on here. I know you don't think I understand that reference, but I do, and it's an honor. Hmm. Well, if we end up still having a pajama ball, I mean, you would win. 
Best dressed? Most dressed. The next day, they are stranded again due to fallen trees blocking the Kentsbury Bridge, and Anna comes down to tell James that she wants to try to find the decorations for the formal ball, and she asks him if he would like to help her bring them down, to which he says, I draw the line at manual labor. I'm kidding. I think that line is a good transition to go into the sweeter moments of our Prince of Galwick because once he starts helping Anna with the ball, his softer, more vulnerable side starts to show itself. But a sweet moment for me happens well before that in the movie when James misses dinner, so Anna brings him his tray to his room and he answers the door holding the big popcorn tin that he held in the car and told Anna that he didn't want any of, but he gets this shy smile. You know the one. It's an Aaron signature when he sees the tray and realizes that Anna brought it to him. So back to the carriage ride. I told you it would come back around. After the parade, Anna asks him questions about his speech and about his father. And while James's face says a lot about the weight that he feels taking over for his father, he also shares his experience of his father as king, showing more of his vulnerable side to her. Must be a lot of pressure taking over for your father. He was a great man. They did so much to bring gold together. People loved him. I'm sure they'll come to love you too. After the whole Captain Von Trapp scene, Anna tells James to sit on the couch. And like she's literally trying everything she can to get him to relax. And this is the moment where she sees him actually take a breath and release some of that stress and tension. And in this scene, there's also the shift of going from Anna being the one like helping James, encouraging James, like giving him advice of things to do to him helping her and giving her advice and being her sounding board for her thoughts and feelings on honoring her mom. For what it's worth, I do think you really would enjoy a formal ball. Even if we did it, how is anyone going to find a dress that fast? I would wager every woman in town has a dress she's been saving for a special occasion. And if you forgive me, I don't think the dress code's what's bothering you about it. The pajama ball made me feel so close to my mom. What if I lose that? Oh, what if a formal ball doesn't make you lose your connection to your mother at all, but actually adds to it? Sometimes the best things in life sneak up on you like that. see you early in the morning. Thank you for bringing us here. I suppose I didn't know what I was missing till now. Well, I'm glad I got to show you a different side of Christmas. And 
I'm glad I got to see a different side of you. Not many people do. <laughs> Good night, Anna. The next day, they are walking into town for decorations, and James is talking to Anna about his speech, and she gives him advice and tells him that he should trust her. And he says, I do trust you, which is a shift from the night before on the couch when she asks him if he trusted her, and he responded by saying, provisionally. I just want our people to know that we consider them part of our family. The truth is, their futures mean even more to me than my own. You should write that down exactly the way you said it. Really? That came from the heart. That's what they need to see. Maybe. Not maybe. Trust me on this. I know a lot about hearts. I do trust you. Skipping ahead a little, they get to the decorations. They set up the ballroom, and James asks her about the music, and that's when we all melted away. There's not many lines in this scene, but I'm including the song because if you've seen the movie, you can picture exactly what's happening. Plus, the version of this song is just too beautiful. What about music? Oh, that part's easy. We've always used a DJ. <laughs> what? I don't work for this. You need to find a live orchestra. Do you know the song Christmas Waltz? That is my absolute favorite Christmas song. Mine too. We've never played it at the pajama ball because it didn't really fit in with the theme. Hmm. It does now. Except I don't technically know how to waltz. Allow me. both get so bashful when Anna's dad walks in on them dancing, but that sets the stage for probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie, the candlelight sing-along. Anna and James walk in holding hand, holding hands and they are like looking at each other and you know the tension is brewing and they're ready to tell each other how they feel, but they get interrupted. But of course, like as a viewer, we don't mind this interruption because this is where Aaron sings. And up until last week at TCU, this was one of the few Christmas songs that we had from him. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing and heaven and nature sing and heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let all the 
and floods, rocks, hills, and plains. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, it. repeat the sounding joy. <laughs> okay, now let's skip the scene where they make a mistake and don't tell each other how they feel back at the inn and Anna tells him it's time to go home. Let's just skip that. Back in Galwick, James realizes that Anna was in fact his father's nurse when he was in the hospital in Boston. And to me, this is the moment where it solidified that he really was in love with her. I'm reading father's old speeches. This is his last one. I'm not sure I would have been with you this Christmas if it weren't for the good people at Boston General. Especially my wonderful nurse, AJ, who sat with me, held my hand, and gave me hope. She didn't know I was a king, or treated me like royalty, just the same. It's her. <laughs> I know in my heart it was her. So yes, he left. He went back to Galwick, but yay, he comes back to Anna, and... He's standing there outside in his tux, dressed for a casual dinner, and the way he looks at Anna, I mean, I mean, like, wow. He tells her that they are meant to be, and she gets the chance to realize that she took care of his father, and our once uptight, sassy prince tells her that they were meant to be. They waltz it out, they seal the evening with a kiss, and they live happily ever after. Right? I mean, we are left to assume that because as of now, there is no sequel. But come on. There needs to be, and Aaron has shared in interviews that the cast is ready whenever Hallmark is for a sequel. So, Hallmark, balls in your court. Let's go. All right, so do we have any favorite moments in common, sassy or sweet? I like doing this episode because it gave me a chance or an excuse to watch Run One Royal Holiday multiple times, and I know that there will be many more to come both throughout this holiday season and, you know, the rest of the year. But thank you so much for listening today and for continuing to support this podcast Please follow along on Instagram at Tivating underscore patiently and on TikTok at Tivating Patiently for more Aaron content and hope to have you back here for episode 68. I will